Zadelson, if you'd like to request to come up on stage, we can kick this thing off. I saw the hand wave. I saw the reaction. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? GM, GM. Oh, there's the request. Nice. Love to see it. Yeah, I'm super. The man, I'm, the myth, the legend. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited because we just recently, for anyone who, you know, watches our uh, or listens into our weekly Twitter spaces, you know, we just covered. Um, an update with our grants program, I think two weeks ago. And so <clears throat> talking about overall uh, ecosystem-wide updates, um, particularly being pushed by Secret Labs, is going to be really cool um, juxtaposed against, you know, what Shade's working on and really excited to dive a little bit deeper into like how the improvements that Secret Labs is looking to make to the network is going to be able to help dApps like Shade. Uh, be able to continue growing. So appreciate you being here, Alex. Sure, sure. Thank you. My pleasure as always. Can you hear me okay? Just double checking. Yes, sir. Can hear you well. I, I can awesome. Carter, I assume you can hear him. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. Well yeah, um just to kind of give a context for what we're going to be covering today, we'll give this another minute and let people roll in. But um uh like I just mentioned earlier uh, about two weeks ago, Shade gave some updates on all of our ongoing grant recipients and talked about their current progress, um, you know, why we're so excited about them, and uh, giving kind of a rough timeline for when we're expecting to see these things on testnet and mainnet. Uh, but today we're joined by Alex Zadelson from Secret Labs uh, to discuss overall secret network ecosystem updates. Um, then we're going to talk about how these updates are going to be helping dApps like Shade Protocol be able to uh, continue growing and uh, retaining users and being able to, you know, achieve the success that I think everyone in the network wants uh, dApps to see. Um, so with that, Alex, would you mind introducing yourself for anyone who might not know? I know you're a bit of a star around Secret Network, but for anyone who hasn't uh, who hasn't met you or heard from you yet, I'll give just a quick introduction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, actually, it's not just me today from Secret, it's a whole uh, constellation. We also have Lisa and Megan, which I think uh, maybe we'll be able to say uh, a word or two. So uh, nice meeting everyone. I'm Alex. I uh, joined Secret Labs as CEO in August uh, last year. Uh, it was part of the overall uh, transition of uh, original leadership. <coughs> in secret to a new team so same happened in in the secret foundation as well with lisa uh coming i think a couple of months before me uh to lead that side of uh of, of secret network so uh my background is in you know i started with as a software developer then moved to uh product management roles i was vp product uh in uh in uh, several places. Then I spent a couple of years uh, as a VC investing in late stage companies uh, in all kinds of technologies. And then I started my professional crypto journey in 2018, I guess. Yeah, maybe late 2017 uh, by joining Beam, uh, which is a layer one privacy coin project still running up uh, today. Uh, and that's where I got this ethos uh, of privacy and also more of, you know, uh, uh, Bitcoin slash blockchain maximalism, like proof of work, fair launch, all that kind of stuff. You know, back then, proof of stake was heresy to us, like 
totally like a total no no bad 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 <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah so and uh and then my my latest crypto uh uh project uh, uh was a dex uh, a novel dex called virtuous walk uh a very interesting project um and that's where i did a lot of research on DEXs, mostly on Ethereum Polygon, so all kinds of issues related to DEXs and MEVs and all kinds of uh, uh, DEX designs and so on and so forth. So secret to me is combining my, uh, you know, my passions for confidentiality, privacy, confidential computing on one hand, and smart contracts and DeFi uh, in, uh, on the other hand. Uh, I think uh, that, you know, with all all those dreams of blockchain making everything and selling coffee and creating rental contracts for your uh, uh, for your apartment and so on and so forth, uh, I think DeFi is really the, well, I wouldn't say the only, but the principal the main application of all our beautiful smart contract technology. Uh, I really love it. it uh, and, uh, you know, I always give this example that, you know, Uniswap is turning more volume than Coinbase, uh, or at least they were quarters when it did. Uh, and, uh, and that's just smart contracts, you know, just smart contracts doing the work that thousands of people were doing otherwise. And that's to me absolutely fascinating. So DEXs, and I, I don't, I'm not sure a lot of people kind of realize that a DEX, like Shade, it's uh, it's a business, right? It's like like the same way Nasdaq is a business, or or New York Stock Exchange is a business. It's got it's or or, or interbank exchange, uh, money exchange is a business. These are businesses, right? Uh, that give services to people to traders and uh those businesses are run just by those smart contracts uh that will live there forever even if we all disappear they will just sit there and do their work and they don't need anything aside for you know the validators running the the nodes and that's pretty fascinating and i'm sure that will go on and on and on you know we've talked about privacy and all that so uh so yeah that was kind of a long intro uh so no uh, sorry <laughs> sorry for being too long and ranting about oh, this a, i'm just a, super excited it's a it's a great introduction i think this twitter space is a wonderful opportunity for us to dig into you know secret labs and the roadmap for secret network the, the friction points that you're observing uh and maybe like how those are going to be solved over time so so maybe as kind of like a, a kickoff you know, you, you've kind of entered into this ecosystem with your strong background with Beam. I'm wondering, like, what are the friction points that you've identified as an ecosystem? And how, what's kind of the, what are the opportunities to help, like, improve the network? Where, where are the biggest points of friction that you feel like Secret Labs and Secret Network needs to overcome for us to be able to continue to kind of scale? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you this anecdote of me, uh, even, you know, before I joined, I started learning and I heard about this great project from FINA. Wow. Awesome. Crypto credit card. Let's do it. I had some USDC on Polygon, I think. And I started, you know, and I started, uh, this journey of moving them. And, you know, uh, I was talking to, to the guys in labs and they told me more or less, you need to go to the bridge and move it. And it was, and so I spent like about two hours, you know, I bridged money twice and I ended up bridging the USDC to osmosis and then from osmosis to secret. And then from, it was terrible. Right. So, uh, uh, and, uh, that's why, you know, part of the roadmap that's actually we're doing together with the, the foundation is really improving the documentation, improving the how to's taking care of the naming of assets and all that. So, because the experience right now, especially for a non cosmos person, it, and especially the first experience, right? Because once you get used to it, it's okay. You, you, you can live with that. But the first experience of onboarding to Secret Network right now uh, is not optimal. Or, or maybe the optimal experience is not exposed enough 
right? So maybe I should have done this whole thing in a different way and not go through the Axelar satellite bridge. But, uh, you know, because there was some confusion for myself personally on the way, and I'm sure other people are meeting that. So, so to your question, like for me, the main, uh, the main confusion was, uh, was around the user experience and learning about all those new assets. Okay, I, I know what USDC is, but what is like SUSDC? What is SAUSDC? Is it the same? Is it not the same? What do I do? So that was that was confusing, and that's why, by the way, this asset consistent asset naming is one of the things we put on the roadmap, and we will get to that uh, together with Shade, by the way, because right now the naming is slightly different on the bridges and on Shade, and we need to sit down and come to one single uh, naming convention that will be helpful. Uh, yeah, so so that was uh, that was the, the friction point. I was positively surprised when I started playing with the Ignite SDK and you know Cosmos SDK. I was positively surprised with how easy it is to create your own Cosmos blockchain. It just you know. Uh, just one one command line uh, command, and and you got your own Cosmos blockchain, and then you add whatever you want to it. So I was very uh, impressed with that, especially you know compared to Beam, where we had to really like build everything from scratch, right? Just you know, just zero, starting with zero, just build the node, build everything. So uh, so it's it's very cool. Um, and, uh, you know, these were the friction points, but maybe the easy friction points, um, uh, another a friction point that we're addressing is that secret is a little bit behind, uh, on, uh, on the, on the, uh, recent developments of the Cosmos ecosystem. And actually what we're working on right now is uh is the work to upgrade to the latest cosmos sdk latest tendermint uh and latest uh hopefully even latest ibc or at least maybe it will be right after that but that's what we're that's what we're working on uh this was one of the first items on the roadmap and we actually we even made it the higher priority because we figured that other things uh, will be much easier once we do the upgrade. Uh, so that's a more um, uh, a more like you know technical friction point for secret because we hear that a lot in the community that okay when do we get this feature when do we get uh, you know fee abstraction when do we get maybe shared security other stuff. So uh, yeah, that's a great answer from the. The technical roadmap side of things. Yeah. Um, Red, I saw you unmuted there, so I'll let you. Yeah, know. I was just gonna say. I know some of those things have already been been worked on. Like I think it was a soft this morning um, was saying that we're already on. Uh, you know, one of the latest versions of IBC Go, and one of the things uh, specifically looking at the technical part of the roadmap. Like, if anyone's looking at the 2024 roadmap, the network infrastructure part. Um, you know that IBC Go uh update is important for being able to have ICA host capabilities which is you know super important for uh shade and and actually secret as well as we're working on this cross deployment of DAO's contracts uh to be, mm -hmm. to be enabled to uh to be able to enable um you know uh, governance capabilities for any snip 20 tokens or or nft um tracks and so the ICA host and just talking with DAO that was like something that would allow other DAOs on other chains to be able to interact with DAOs on uh, on secret network and be able to do stuff. So that was something really cool that's, you know, directly pertinent to what Shade has got going on. Uh, getting kicked off really early in the year. Yeah, that, that's great. So, so actually, the original roadmap we published, uh, you know, we just said IBC, but essentially we're doing also upgrading the Cosmos SDK to 0 0.050 and Tendermint to whatever the latest version is. So we're just doing a like full overhaul because I think those are actually prerequisites as well to the IBC 7.3. Yeah, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I know for anyone who again hasn't looked at the, the update, there's three main portions. We've got the confidential computing hub portion, um, which is, you know, focusing on connectivity between secret and other ecosystems. 
Um, we've got network infrastructure, uh, which is probably, I'd say, like maybe most pertinent to existing dApps, uh, like secret focus dApps. Um, it's the things I'm personally uh, really excited about. And then we've also got the, the community um, part of the roadmap, which includes public goods, uh, business development, uh, funding and allocations. Um, I'm curious, Alex, from your perspective, obviously you guys are having to work on all three of these portions. Um, I'm curious if there's a, um, a part of this roadmap that you're particularly excited for or a part of the roadmap that you think will be particularly fruitful for existing dApps on, uh, on Secret? Uh, so I think for existing dApps, the network uh, infrastructure is the most important and we are committed to that. And frankly, this is, uh, this is the work that's done by the labs, you know, core, core devs uh mostly and but this will also serve uh also serve the confidential computing hub uh which i'm actually very excited as well uh about because my strong belief is that secret uh needs to go out needs to offer our special uh technology our specialty which is confidential computing offer it to all the other chains uh let anyone on ethereum implement confidential voting confidential order books uh confidential nfts and whatever they might even invent in the future and that is uh one of the main uh, drivers as well of the roadmap of course we need to have robust infrastructure for that uh and by the way part of the infrastructure uh sorry part of this uh confidential computing hub is the constellation infrastructure and uh the idea behind the constellation is that it's kind of a relatively loosely uh, organized group of several projects with secret and, and phoenix you know in the beginning uh and we know there were a lot of questions about that i'll, I'll talk about that a little later uh but we're also we're, we're also talking to more projects about joining and potentially running their app chains or uh, projects from other privacy technologies like MPC, uh, cooperating, uh, launching applications or doing research on secret. This is also a very important part because this, uh, this uh, constellation idea, you know, it will take some time, but the idea is that we become this kind of home, not just for secret, but for uh, other, uh, privacy technologies, and we're promoting this idea that um, there is no one single winner-take-it-all privacy technologies. Technology, uh, all of them will need to exist and coexist. And you know, MPC technologies can benefit from storing part of the key on uh, on on secret or on you know on, on TE for that matter. Right, uh, ZK technologies might also find some uh, some points of contact because ZK uh, may be very good uh, in proving and encrypting, but it doesn't allow uh, any shared state. Um, and FHE technologies, and uh, we are working uh, with with Phoenix on that as well, and we'll have we'll be doing some hackathon on that as well. We're working on use cases where uh more than one privacy technologies can be used in parallel where you have we can say differential differential privacy you might have some confidential data that is not super critical uh but uh, not super critical but uh needs to be accessed very often and then needs to be uh scalable and affordable and other confidential data that is super critical but is accessed very rarely, so that can be put in an FHE network. So, uh, so yeah. So coming back to your question, what I'm most excited about? Uh, I mean, frankly, I'm excited about everything. But this uh, this confidential computing hub seems to me it this is something that will take secret to uh, like sort of a different level to, to give it a place in this modular blockchain architecture. Uh, but of course, we need to find the right balance and make sure that we are 
not only supporting existing apps uh, as much as we can, and we're doing some work in that uh, as well, uh, but bring bring new apps, uh, but also really extend extend our circle and uh, and go first to the EVM people, uh, Solidity people, and then uh, and then maybe to Solana as well as we go. One interesting balance I feel like you guys are facing as a team is you have all of the scalability components that all these other Cosmos chains, they really only have to focus on that piece of the puzzle of like staying up to date. But then you guys also have to keep moving the needle forward on the privacy side of things, which is like obviously a very difficult task. So in terms of the privacy roadmap, where where do you see things headed? Um, Secret Network obviously has continued to evolve and iterate its level of strength around privacy. It's of course the fundamental building block for what makes Secret Network valuable. And it's it's something that there's, you know, there's criticisms here and there and privacy is like a ever evolving battle, right? So what, 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 are the big, what are the big privacy features that you're excited about? Maybe you could walk us through the hardening of privacy in the roadmap. Now right we're now. getting sure. into the good stuff. This is what I was waiting on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so there is some infrastructure stuff related to the SGX itself. And there we have this item called MR Enclave, which is improving the signature, the way the way the uh, the, the code of the node is signed, make it make it more secure, more distributed. So we're moving from what's called uh, MR Signer to a technology that's called MR Enclave. Uh, you know, uh, there is this joke that the meaning is above my pay grade. It's not above, but it's, I mean, I, I, I cannot explain the, the details to you. Sorry about that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's around the way, uh, and, and the method, the, the, the node, uh, binaries are signed essentially. And MR Enclave will make it much more secure, improving, uh, privacy and decentralization. So that's that's one. Uh, another thing that, but th that that one will come actually after we are done with the upgrade because it 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 will be much easier to implement in that in that way. Uh, another thing, it's well, it's probably more related not not so much to security than to scalability, but this is DCAP attestation, which we're working on right now, uh, and I'm making good progress on. Uh, and that will allow uh, newer machines uh, to run our nodes, and then uh, everything should be should become better and cheaper for the validators, and the network will become more scalable. So that's that's a really nice thing. Um, and uh, in the roadmap, we we listed for Q we listed something called ORAM research, uh, and then uh, streamlined seed rotation. So ORAM research. Uh, it's actually a placeholder for things related to improved privacy on the SNP20 tokens, right? Uh, so it is technically possible to do certain attacks on SNP20 and, and reveal uh, or, or, or attack the privacy in some ways. This was done by Andrew Miller and, and his team. Uh, who is one of the leading researchers in the space? He's also part of uh, of the Flashbot Suave project, also running on TE. So he's he's a great researcher, and we're in touch with him. So ORAM is a way to access uh, to obfuscate like access to data and to remove this attack vector. And uh, we we're looking at this and some other alternative ideas uh, to to improve the SNP uh, the SNP twenty uh, contract and to make our confidential coins uh, more confidential. Uh, the the idea here is to create something that is composable, right? Meaning that uh, it can be just replaced and have, uh, I mean, the, the, the coin contracts to be just upgraded and have all the existing apps continue to work with them uh, without any changes, right? Because we had some additional ideas, some fun ideas like using a Zcash-like uh, privacy model. It is possible to implement on Secret as well. Uh, the issue being that then 
it will be just a new kind of token that would require uh, a new kind of wallet as well. So it's probably not not very practical, although we, I mean, we might even play with that later on. So I'd say this is, uh, these are the more important things around privacy. Uh, there are also some work items about, you know, improving hardening SGX. Of course, we'll need to stay on top of all the upgrades from Intel. Uh, it's an ongoing work, uh, but I think we're up to that and, and we know what to do there. It's so exciting to hear about those privacy improvements. I think they're absolutely mission critical. And I, I think the yeah. privacy one is fascinating because the other day we're focused on, you know, confidential smart contracts and those work really good. And so we're not necessarily trying to claim that Secret Network has the best transactional privacy in the game. And yet, we actually need really strong transactional privacy in order to kind of secure the interactions with the confidential smart contract. So it's like um, we have to end up kind of solving both, even though we, the smart contract privacy is really like the bread and butter of Secret Network. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh... I agree. I think, by the way, that Secret um, has this interesting property that uh, when somebody interacts with a contract, that fact is available uh, on the blockchain, right? So, uh, you know, we also had some discussions of maybe this, this can also be addressed in a way, and we will think of it. But I think this is kind of, uh, uh, it has like two sides to it. Right, uh, because the fact that those uh, interactions, that the that the fact that a wallet interacted with uh, a contract is visible, it may make uh, audits easier, and eventually it may make uh, you know as we become bigger and we bring in serious institution, it will make AML analysis also easier because it it can be traced on chain. Let's say I give you my wallet address and you can look on chain and see that I interacted with a secret USDC contract. Then you can tell me, well, Alex, I will need your viewing key in order to validate your, uh, you know, your AML thing. And, and then I would just give this viewing key if you are my bank or whatever, if I choose to, right? And, and, then, and then I can pass uh, all those AML checks and be uh, accepted, say, at a centralized exchange or, or any other place when it becomes relevant. So this is, uh, in a way, uh, an interesting property. Yeah, but we will see. Maybe maybe we can even find a way to to hide that. We will need to really think hard of whether we want to do that and what will be the effect, because we all understand what kind of uh, regulatory environment we're living in right now. One thing I think would be super interesting is once we have ICS, to have maybe a sister chain that also uses, I mean, I guess regulatory risk wise, maybe it wouldn't be wise for this, but imagine a side chain that is bridgeable to secret that also uses secret as gas. And then that chain is really the privacy playground. So that's the one where like SNPs can be used, maybe like SNPs could be used as, as gas. And maybe we add in like those extra obfuscations and where it's really like the privacy maximalism chain. And then Secret Network is like well positioned as kind of like this balanced kind of solution that kind of straddles straddles the line. Because I think Secret is going to have those hard decisions of like how hard do we lean into yeah. information obfuscation when that information obfuscation is actually going to like worsen certain tools and certain user experiences. But there's going to be a subset of users that are like, I don't care. I just want more privacy. So I think it would be great as the first to add in a constellation chain to secret. It could have its own token. It also maybe could just use SNPs as gas. That's like, this is the playground for secret labs and for any privacy researchers to like, really like how much information can we obfuscate and still have a functioning smart contract chain. And like, I think that would be super interesting versus having to kind of like pause and be like, Oh, like, is that too much privacy? Is that, is that going to go one step too far? It's like have the playground for privacy and then have like the balanced kind of like secret network in the middle, I think would be fascinating. 
Yeah, I agree. That would be that would be exactly fitting the constellation narrative. Uh, I think if there there would be teams interested in building something like this, that will be great. Uh, we will we will help them with that. Not sure we want to operate this thing uh, as labs, uh, but uh, I think I think it makes. I mean, it it makes it makes a lot of sense to have a network like that. Uh, having said that, you know, there is this, this thing about, uh, a network with two levels of security, like, you know, like Zcash used to be, and that always draws criticism because, you know, if you have like, you know, it's kind of, kind of a little weird. So I think people will just, some people will live on one and the other people will live on the other because like mixing the two experiences is, uh, uh you know uh, because because if they're mixed then whoever uses the more secure network uh automatically like attracts or may, may attract attention like oh you you have something to hide more than others or something like this so we'll need to think this through really both in terms of user experience and the the narrative like it's not like i don't like the narrative of okay you can do all your stuff on secret network but then for some stuff that is really confidential, just go to this other one. So I would rather give people a choice and have a, you can play here, at least in terms of the narrative. It's not like uh, if you really need to hide something really well, just you know switch to this other uh, chain. So I would do it like maybe more of a technology experiment uh, and then see what happens, right? But that's definitely a direction that we need to uh, to promote in a way to promote the innovation of this area yeah and you know as we're talking about improving privacy uh solutions one of the things i can't help but uh think about is you know people are going to have to consider their anonymity sets uh, regardless of what they're doing and um you know this represents a a good opportunity for both users to learn you know the importance of that how to improve that anonymity set and there's things that you know shade and secret can do to help people understand that better um but you know the addition of uh you know be oram or being able to properly utilize decoys or being able to um you know obfuscate uh, details of particular snip transactions um you know is really good people are still going to have to consider this anonymity set and i think there's something in particular i don't know if alex you want to talk about this a whole lot but um you know, being able to understand anonymity sets a bit more granularly has gotten a lot easier with uh, the collaboration that Slabs is doing with, I think it's Numia, right? Like being able to see oh, yeah. uh, on-chain data, um, or at least the stuff that's, you know, publicly available and being able to look at like which token, like if I'm really concerned about my anonymity set with SNP20 transfers, like what is my best option right now? Um, and, you know, how can I move and how can I do this in a way that preserves my privacy a little bit more? Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the collaboration Slabs has got with Numia. Um, which yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I, I'd love to. Uh, so Numia is a company that uh, I would say collects blockchain data uh or connects to blockchain node to just streams this data into sql tables uh, hosted on google bquery and essentially it makes this data available for free to anyone anywhere with a google account and people can just query so imagine you have all the transactions uh, all the transaction messages, all the blocks, all all the blockchain data actually at your fingertips, uh, and you can query it using the standard query language, the the SQL, uh, and then analyze it. So that's so for now the and and we are going to publish. I think I hope we'll publish like a blog post uh, maybe next week about this and maybe with some uh, some uh, more explanation of how to use it. Of course, you need to know this uh, SQL language, which is a standard query language for, for tabular, for relational database. A lot of people know that. Uh, so, so right now, the data that is available, it's uh, starting on December 15, uh, 2023. So not too much data for the moment. Uh, 
but uh, we are working to bring in all the historical data. It might take several weeks, but it, it will be there as well. And uh, with this data, we can easily answer a lot of different questions like, oh, what is the average daily gas consumption? Here you go. What are the most popular smart contracts on the network and how many people interacted with the most popular one or with any one of them and how many transactions did it handle and how much gas it consumed and so on and so forth. And uh, to your question, right, uh, we can look at all the SNP20 contracts. We can see how many wallets interacted with them. And this way we can define the anonymity set, right? So like the more wallets, the better. And um, I think later down the road, uh, we can think of analytics that will, gives, uh, will give us more insights uh, about anonymity sets, uh, about ways to improve it. Uh, I mean, improve, increase the size of those anonymity sets, improve the privacy. So uh, to me, it's, uh, it's, it's a great tool, actually. Uh, and again, I'm personally like a big fan of uh, of this platform of of Google Query and on and SQL, and I, I've done you know tons of that uh, querying in my life, so I feel very comfortable with that. And and we will have probably more external help in lab oh, hey, doing that if needed. I just had a question, Alex, about that because from my understanding, BigQuery is only BigQuery data is only accessible if you have a Google Cloud account, not a Google account. Can can you? It's it's the same actually. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's you just go to Google Cloud with your Gmail account, and you just you you just have it. So the querying itself, it it does cost. It may cost money. Uh, the cost is what they charge is six dollars per terabyte uh, of data queried. Uh, they give the first terabyte, I think, every month for free. And a query of you know transact like all transactions, it would be like maybe one thousands of of a of a terabyte. So you you can do like a thousand queries roughly for free, uh, cool. and the next thousand would be like six bucks. So, so does that mean if you have a G Suite account, you have access to? Absolutely. Okay, but if you Absolutely. have a personal account, you don't. Right, you have to uh, also personal. No, no, any any Gmail account. Yeah, yeah. They they get yeah. it's 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 free for everyone. Uh, you know, like mm -hmm. like it's like Amazon Web Services, right? You can register. You don't need anything. Only with Amazon, you need a separate account. With Google, you just use your Gmail, and okay, and that's cool. it. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's really good. and and feature wise, uh, this Google Cloud platform is very similar to Amazon Web Services. I mean, it has. Almost, if not all, I mean, they're they're you know competing. Of course, they're trying to catch up with Amazon, but they have a lot of functionality, not just in databases, but in in whatever you might find on Amazon, be it AI or servers or data, like whatever. So, uh, and it's it's a decent platform, right? Amazon is still leading, but it's it's a decent platform. So uh, yeah, looking over that yeah. looking over that data. Um, the other day was really cool for anyone who's interested. Uh, I, I'm a huge, anyone in the shady ecosystem knows I'm a huge data nerd. Um, but if you like data and like doing analysis, this is an awesome tool for you. And like Alex said, it's super cheap to be able to, uh, to do query and be able to yeah. pull data, so. Oh, and it's also very fast, right? The, the good thing about Google BigQuery that it's uh, like, it's an analytical database built to work with billions of records and, you know, although our blockchain data is not small, but for this kind of database, it's really kind of piece of cake. So the queries are fast. So you don't have to wait for hours to get, you know, average or, you know, total gas usage forever on a chain just comes back in several seconds. Yeah. And, th and this stuff is oh, yeah. helpful for dApps too. You know, just thinking about shade swap. You know, we have uh, we do aggregate analysis for trade volume uh, in pools, mm -hmm. aggregate analysis for uh, liquidity providing um, revenue generation. And so it would be really cool for us, you know, as an app who wants to facilitate the best trading experience for its users. If we're finding out that, hey, users on average want to swap five thousand dollars or more um, or like the average swap size yet. 
we're only able to facilitate $3,000 with less than a 1% price impact. So it gives us good direction of like mm-hmm. where we need to get, what people are currently trying to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so yeah, so this is all, this can all be done as well. I mean, in, in this Google Cloud platform, you can schedule queries or you can build complex pipelines with uh, data, with, with some Python code in them and some SQL code, and then you can run that every day or every week or whatever you want. Uh, so it, it, it can be used uh, exactly for, and it's best used for this kind of analytics uh, queries. So, uh, so yeah, I think it can improve uh, things uh, and make them just easier. And, uh, and the good thing is you don't have any headache about the servers. You don't have to keep them, to run them, to patch them. I mean, it's all running somewhere. It's all serverless. It's running somewhere in the cloud. You don't, you don't operate with specific machines or anything. And then one one other question I have just, um, you know, wanted to cover that third piece of the roadmap. I know we've only got about 12 minutes left before we hit the top of the hour. Um, you know, in that in the community section of the roadmap, talk about SLAP's revitalization of the grant program, tokenomics review, um, better improvements to user tooling. Um, I know you guys just did an overview of uh, the Q1 cohort for uh, SLAB's grants. Um, I was curious if you wanted to maybe highlight any of those projects that you're really excited. Um, I know currently there's six ongoing uh, shade grants. We've got a private money market uh, being built, private liquidity order book, which was the liquidity order book was actually a um, it's a co-sponsored project by Slabs and uh, Shade that was uh, initially created in Hack Secret 2023. Um, we've got D-Shade that's coming down the pipeline, being internally audited right now, DowDow, uh, cross-deployment of their DAO contracts, and then uh, better transaction history tooling. Um, curious if you wanted to highlight any of the grants, uh, grant recipients that Slabs is working with and um, you know how they might be sure, sure. Uh, some of these updates you guys are pushing on the network. Sure, I want to highlight all of them. Uh, so I'll just go uh, in no specific order. Uh, so first one uh, is uh, Art, which is an online casino. So it's a secret native app, uh, which we think uh, will be great for bringing new users, new traders, new customers to secret. That's one. Um, the second one is PageDAO. And that's a joint project by two teams, PageDAO and 50Way. And PageDAO is a book publishing DAO. Uh, they publish books as NFTs on uh, EVM chains. Uh, but the, the obvious problem is that uh, the text of the book is published on chain, but anyone can read it whether or not they bought the NFT. Uh, so what they will do with uh, with Secret is that the author will actually be able to make sure that only the person who bought NFT can read the book, and then they can create, uh, you know, they can publish, you know, a hundred NFTs and sell them, you know, like you do with uh, regular books uh, on the blockchain, and only the owner will be able to read uh, the text. Uh, they already have a, a running product and several authors publishing, so it seems like a nice, uh, a very nice application. And also, it the result will be a toolkit for anyone to create confidential NFTs for any purpose, because the, all the code will be open. So that was PageDAO. Then we have GovDAO, GOV, Governance DAO. Uh, they are doing, uh, they are adding a confidential voting to their DAO tools, uh, which I believe is very important. And it kind of is uh, a little crazy that all the voting and all the DAOs in the world is done totally publicly and then anyone can be attacked for the way they voted or not voted. Uh, so uh, GovDAO will be fixing that. Um, and we also have a grant to uh, a, a project called Reclaim. This So the Reclaim protocol, it's doing some very cool thing. It creates uh, on-chain proofs of your uh, Web3 on-chain proofs of your Web2 activity. A very simple example, if you want to prove that you're human, 
uh, you use their technology to say log in to a very to a well-known government a government website, uh, and you know by the fact that you successfully logged in, you can actually prove that you're human and not a bot because you have to enter your you know government issued ID to do that, or you can prove that you have a Gmail account, or you can prove that you have more than 5,000 subscribers on Twitter or whatever, right? And they have a lot of those integrations. So they bring it to secret uh, and they will be using our confidential features to store uh, some of this data on chain without having to reveal that. So these are the four projects. Now, two of them are around this uh, privacy as a service narrative where uh, the the main application uh, is running elsewhere on EVM. And secret is used to store this confidential data. And so here we we actually had this good balance of two apps, uh, one developing consumer stuff and one developing infrastructure on secret and two other projects actually building for this EVM developer toolkit, eventually building their apps as showcases of our uh, way to export confidential computing. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a grant. For me, it was the first grant program. It was super exciting. Uh, we were limited. We we announced in the right uh, from the get go that we wanted to support a small number of projects just because we really want to support them. Uh, and uh, you know, from my background with VCs, which is kind of it's kind of similar to VC a little bit. Only in VC, you are getting the profits here. You're just getting some of the some of the good vibes, uh, uh, it's it's a very hard work and you really need to be very focused uh, because supporting, you know, tens of projects is just uh, just impossible. You just lose the, you lose track very quickly. Uh, so that's our program. And we plan to restart. Uh, I mean, we plan to start the Q2 cohort uh, somewhere in uh, hopefully in Q2 in March. So that to me was very exciting. So thanks for this opportunity of uh, to, you know to go through the grantees. Yeah, of course, Carter. You should you should maybe consider republishing your uh, your book on PageDAO. I don't know if you have any restrictions for that. Uh, <laughs> that would be. Uh, I have to check with the publisher, and that'd, that'd be it'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that, Alex. I'm really looking forward to that. I know there was another. Uh, we have a shade community member who actually just launched a standalone uh, secret network casino product and uh, they just shared it with us. And I'm really interested to see how that differs from uh, AR or how, how art. Um, so yeah, that that's really cool. I'm personally excited to see more of these types of uh, applications continue to come out. Yeah. I think we need more because when there is more, there is uh, competition and there is uh, mutual, uh, you know, nurturing of ideas, and it's it's just great. I mean, I would love to have five or fifty different casino projects running on the chain. It's it's just great because then it gives people choice, and then everything becomes better eventually. And and one thing from our end, as kind of the premier DeFi suite on Secret Network. Um, one thing we're interested in is, and I think we just got added to our first chat with one of the potential like grant applicants. Um, but like from our end, we're we're interested in people getting tokens launched on Secret Network. Like the more applications that exist, the more new users and more utility that exists on Secret Network, the more tokens that are that are launched. It's just like a really powerful flywheel. Uh, so kind of yeah. the, the the scary moment is is like. If there's new dApps that don't get developed and we kind of come to a standstill, then we're just like importing projects to Secret Network and supporting them on ChainSwap as opposed to like having our own kind of internal token ecosystem. So I think uh, we're interested uh, in helping kind of like sponsor the grants program. And I've, I've been thinking about like, when does it make sense for Shape Protocol to help support the Secret Network grants program? And I think it's specifically around projects that have a token part of their their roadmap i think that actually like makes a lot of sense for us to like come alongside um, i i agree i personally think that token tokens and token launches drive huge activity to blockchains you know, because you know a lot of people want to buy cheap and want to 
you know, want to want to make some money or want to just join in on something that's just starting. And we just saw that with, with Andromeda, right? People just want to do that. So, uh, Carter, I, I fully agree. And uh, I think for the next cohort, we'll sit together and we'll, uh, we'll plan this. Uh, in this cohort, we didn't even demand or uh, talk too much about whether or not the project is launching a token. But I think later down the road, uh, we definitely need to push for people launching their tokens uh, in general. And if yes, launching them on Shade, on Secret Network, and not elsewhere. Because that would be a huge driver of, of bringing people, of making people crossing this gap and making this effort of getting to the, to, to the network. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. You know, we've gotten to work with teams who the first time they ever <clears throat> put their token out into the public, they decided to launch on ShadeSwap. Andromeda is a good example of that. We've worked with teams uh, like Finna, who did uh, centralized exchange listings prior, but they chose ShadeSwap as their first DEX listing. Um, we've worked with mm-hmm. teams who have, you know, they they've built liquidity elsewhere. They were existing products and. They have a user base that is looking for more of these power user um, value propositions or they're looking for uh, more use cases. And so they're interested in deploying on ShadeSwap. Levana is a good example of that. Um, and so we've got a great... Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, we've got a bunch of great data points for existing and new projects out there who are considering like, where do we want to launch a token? Or like, where do we want to have our token listed? What are the value props for each of these? and um, we've we've seen really great success. Obviously, we're we're slightly biased. We're looking for positive indicators, but we've seen really great success with projects looking to have that initial listing on a privacy preserving DEX. Um, look at having secondary listings, tertiary listings, um, and we're we're happy to work with uh, everyone out there. You know, privacy is fair and equitable, this, so we're, we we want to work with everyone to build that liquidity here. This this does make me think that like. You know, you have like Secret Network as like the layer one with their grants program, but it's almost like Shade could be like a multiplier on that grants program where we kind of have like, if you have a token involved, then there's kind of like a Shade accelerator to help bootstrap those teams. And then like the ideal end world is that you get venture capital, a part of that pipeline, and or you get like launch pads on Secret Network involved in that pipeline. So I think that's like one missing piece of the puzzle is we, we need new, fresh capital inflows to invest in the DAP layer. Um, if if it's just going to be like the grants program plus like shade as a DAP investing, we're only going to be able to get teams so far because like ultimately we want to working full-time or part-time building things on speaker or else we're kind of stuck in that hobbyist middle ground with like a couple of leftover projects that are still running off of like the 2021 funding that kind of flowed into Seeker Network. So. Shade would be interested in helping support that pipeline. And, and maybe this is the start of something really, really good where projects realize like, oh, I come to Secret. Not only do I get grant support from Secret Network, there's also like a Shade accelerator and maybe there's like venture capital and launch pad support. I, th- I think we really need to figure out that that pipeline. Yeah, that would be the whole shebang, right? Because like <clears throat> the grants process is generally just like getting it to what we consider the starting line, right? Like when we launch shade swap and shade lend, that's, that's the starting line, not the finish line, finish line from maybe like initial development perspective. But like, like Alex said, initially, these are, these products effectively run similar to businesses where you need to keep growing. You need to focus on user acquisition, um, driving utility and, and shade being one of those uh, key points where we can provide that built-in utility for these tokens outside of what their core services uh, is a really cool value proposition. So I love that idea, Carter. Yeah, this is great, Carter. Let's let's work on that. I think it will make the whole grant program much more uh, encompassing and much more serious. And yeah, this is exactly the way to go because and you know, we've seen that grant programs are I think are not supposed to really bring products to or companies to success, right? They are a stepping stone. They are a a uh, several steps in the ladder. But but yeah, projects need to get exposed to a wider VC ecosystem uh, and get more funding to to really 
you know, to really uh, succeed and really be great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just kind of letting my mind go wild here. But, you know, once governance is uh, once DowDow's contracts are fully deployed and governance is like for shade and, and for the greater secret network, DApp and, and NFT project ecosystem, I mean, there could be sub DAOs that are purely focused like shade sub DAOs that are purely focused on being able to support uh, new token launches or being able to help facilitate this like collaborative uh, grant process. Mm -hmm. um, like th there's all sorts of stuff that can be made. And so. Um, the, the yeah, that's super cool. That sounds super interesting. Yeah. Let's uh, let, we'll, we will find time to discuss it more and uh, hopefully make it part of the next cohort in, you know, in, in full or in part, uh, whatever works for us. Amazing. Well, we're just over the hour here. Um, Alex, if you have any final words and Lisa as well, if you have any, any final words to share, we'd love to kind of open the floor to you guys and then we'll close things out here. Thanks for hosting us. Yeah. Same all, here. All are you guys uh, we got to do a secret network uh foundation specific twitter space one of these wednesdays lisa catch up with y'all's roadmap uh, a little more in detail sounds good we're available lisa alex you guys are are you both going to be at east denver very much so yes nice. nice so looking forward to seeing you both there anyone else in the audience if you're going to be at east denver make sure to give uh like hit us up on Twitter, Telegram, let us know you're going. We'd love to meet up with uh, Yeah, we have lots, lots going on at East Denver. That's my final words for, uh, I would like to get that in there, which is that we have, we're participating in the hackathon. So we have a couple of tracks. We have a virtual hackathon as well that starts now. And we already have, I think 40 developers signed up for the virtual hackathon. Um, and then we're gonna have a hacker house at East Denver, as well as, a TEE roll-up event, and we're participating in some other events as well. So tons going on. Stay tuned for East Denver. Well, thank you, everyone, for your time. Anyone listening to this recording, I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. And as we always like to say, there's plenty of room in the shade. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear flexing broken Honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knives And then to end a long day 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over the impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds Flick the cap yo the world is highly involved Flip a coin diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Leats, tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beast and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats. And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and blunder the earth, say and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served.
Spaces.